0: Chapter 27 of The Great Diamond Syndicate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. The Great Diamond Syndicate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter 27. Bully Comes to Grief. That was quick work, said Hugger, but I did not expect to see you helping me i had an idea replied the detective that i wanted a little of your society myself and so do the police who's talking about the police said a voice at the next moment a burly man appeared in the doorway of the inner room he was almost a giant and carried himself with the air of a fighter the muscles on his arms and neck stood out like cords and there was an ugly leer on his face i am talking about the police replied nick go chase yourself thundered the bouncer you can't bring no police up here while i'm around nick saw that there was trouble ahead and got ready for it Huggard turned away wait said nick you are going with me as soon as these men are taken care of he don't have to go unless he wants to sneered the bouncer you can't come up here and run this place Huggard turned back and said i have no idea of going with you you helped me out here a moment ago and i thank you for that but here our ways part nick was in rather a tight box for he did not know but the crooks might regain consciousness in a minute and come to the assistance of the bully whatever was done must be done at once he turned to hugger you are wanted as a witness in the case against the chief of the diamond syndicate he said AND YOU MAY AS WELL COME ALONG WITHOUT MAKING TROUBLE. THE DIAMOND SYNDICATE? ECHOED THE MINER. WHAT DO I KNOW ABOUT A DIAMOND SYNDICATE? YOU KNOW ALL ABOUT IT, REPLIED NICK. THIS IS THE FIRST I HAVE HEARD OF IT, SAID THE MAN, A LOOK OF FEAR ON HIS FACE. IT WAS EASY TO SEE THAT THE MAN WAS LYING. HE'S GIVEN YOU GRUFF, ROARED THE BOUNCER. SHALL I PUT HIM OUT? NICK WAS GETTING ANGRY. THE DEVELOPMENTS OF THE NIGHT HAD CONVINCED THE DETECTIVE THAT Huggart WOULD MAKE TROUBLE IF AN ATTEMPT TO TAKE HIM BY FORCE WAS MADE. GET OUT, ROARED THE BOUNCER. DON'T BE KICKING UP A ROW HERE. NICK STEPPED BACKWARD TO THE DOOR OPENING INTO THE HALL AND GAVE A SHRILL CALL ON HIS POLICE WHISTLE. IN A SECOND THE BOUNCER WAS MAKING FOR HIM, NOT WITH A WEAPON, BUT WITH HIS BRAWNY FISTS, WHICH HAD DOUBTLESS PUT MORE THAN ONE MAN OUT OF BUSINESS nick met him halfway the fellow put up his hands in prize-ring style but it was of little avail nick is a past master in the art of boxing and the bouncer went to the floor to join the crooks then nick found himself threatened with a revolver in the hands of hugger the girl screamed and covered her face with her hands hugger turned for a second to warn her against making an outcry and that was enough he went down under a crashing blow "'Carrie gave a scream of fright and anger as Huggard fell "'and turned toward the inner stairs leading to the restaurant. "'It looks like a slaughterhouse,' she said. "'And, indeed, she was not far from right. "'There were four men on the floor "'whom the detective had put out of business for the time being. "'He smiled as he thought what would have resulted "'had they all attacked him at once. "'Wait until the police come,' said Nick to the girl. "'You are to go with me.' "'Indeed I'm not,' was the angry reply. "'I was arrested once today, and they were glad to let me go.' "'Where do you wish to go?' asked Nick. "'Do you want to communicate the news to your friend Molly, who sent you here?' "'I don't know what you are talking about,' said the girl. "'Come, come,' said Nick. "'I am the officer who had you under arrest up at Hall's Place. "'You were released in order that you might show the way to Huggers' hiding place. "'Molly, by the way,' "'has been taken to my house, and you can see her there.' "'The girl stepped back in wonder. "'You must be Nick Carter,' she said. "'No other man could so disguise himself and do what you have done here.' "'The same at your service,' replied Nick, with a laugh. "'Then I suppose I'll have to go with you,' said the girl. "'But you won't get anything out of me.' "'Presently the police came, two patrolmen who had heard the whistle. "'Nick made himself known,' told them to see that the crooks were taken to police headquarters and asked one of them to call a carriage. Huggart was still unconscious from the blow he had received and had to be carried to the vehicle. "'You gave him a good one,' grinned one of the officers. "'It was that or nothing,' replied Nick. "'See that these men are safely handcuffed and locked up. "'When the wagon comes, one of you remain here and close the place.' The officer pointed to the bouncer. What about this one? He asked. Lock him up was the brief reply. There are plenty of charges to make against him. He's a tough, but not so tough as he thinks he is. Arrived at Nick's house, Huggart and Carrie were placed in separate rooms. The latter at once asked for Molly, but was not permitted to see her at that time. Huggart was beginning to show signs of consciousness. Chick appeared as Nick entered his study. You are making quite a collection tonight, he said. Molly is making things hum in that little room. What does she say? That you shall be made to suffer for her detention. That is cheerful, said Nick. Has she been searched? Yes. Mrs. Knight left her not long ago. She found the money? Certainly. I am sorry for the woman, mused Nick. She is in bad shape just now. Although Huggard had been suspected, without cause, by his companions in the syndicate, under Nick Carter's third degree he confessed everything. With the result that the detective was able to make a strong case against the gang. The small fry, as Nick called them, it was proven had nothing to do with the murder, and all escaped with sentences ranging from ten to twenty years. Bernice escaped the penalty of the law by committing suicide in her cell. The chief of the diamond thieves, Anton, and Stella went to the electric chair. The large diamonds which had been removed from the Maynard collection by Bernice were never found. After rounding up the syndicate, Nick refused to engage in a hunt for the diamonds. The case was fairly won, but the famous detective declares to this day that the cleverest criminals he ever encountered belonged to the great diamond syndicate. End of Chapter 27 Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona End of The Great Diamond Syndicate By Nicholas Carter